0: You want to be a radical for Jesus? Well, this is Pastor David, host of Restoring Your Voice, and that's what this show is geared toward—geared toward everyday Christians to equip you for the good works of Jesus and live out your faith radically. And I hope you enjoy this episode of Restoring Restoring Your Your Voice. Alrighty, then, everybody, welcome to this episode of Restoring Your Voice. with me your host, Pastor David. So glad that you could uh, join me today, amen. So before we get started, got a couple of announcements. Um, First one being that I am going to be doing a free—that's right, you heard it—absolute free, biblical uh, or free e-course. So a free e-course on a biblical mental health. So it's going to be absolutely free. All right, I haven't put it together yet, um, but I really feel like. This is where the Holy Spirit wants me to go to to do this So absolutely free Uh, When it comes out, I'll announce it ahead of time I'll schedule it out uh, ahead of time so you won't miss out But please, if you've ever had questions What does the Bible exactly have to say about our mental health? What does it say about anxiety? What does it say about fear? How can I apply it to myself? How can I get out of being trapped in depression or anxiety or any of that? Well, then when it comes out, all right and we will be live, so you'll be able to do a Q&A during it. Uh, hey, would love to have you. Uh, it'll be airing at least at, at a very minimum on my YouTube channel. Um, uh, so there's that. Also, hey, don't forget tomorrow's uh, Q&A session, Bible-based Q&A. I am soliciting questions out there, so if you're watching this on Facebook, I go to my page, uh, David C. McGuire, go to the top. It's pinned there. Hey, Post your Bible based questions So if you can't make it live And you want me to answer a Bible based question for you uh, Then please post it now um, Post it now Before, to, uh, before uh, tomorrow start, uh, Tomorrow's Q&A starts And I will do my best to answer your question Alright so, right, so Here we go we're getting into the week This is Monday the 22nd of uh, Or 26th of September And I want to talk to you today About the presence of the Lord Now That may sound flaky to some people out there, and I'm okay with that. I'm absolutely okay, because I want us together to pursue the presence of the Lord. Now, I know that the whole earth is filled with the presence of the Lord. I got you. I, I know that God is everywhere all at one time. All right. We can all agree on that, right? Thumbs up. But there's something different when we're pursuing When we're actively pursuing his presence, because we could say his presence is throughout the earth, and we can agree on that. But do unbelievers participate in that presence? Absolutely not. I think we can all agree on, on that as well. So, yes, it is through throughout the earth, but not everybody is active and not everybody pursues his presence. And for the everyday Christian, for you, for me, we need to actively pursue. His presence, right? This is all throughout the Bible, right? It's wanting to be in the presence of the Lord, right? Spend time in the presence of the Lord. That This is biblical stuff. This isn't flaky nonsense. This isn't some hyper charismatic view of things. This is biblical, right? And today I want to show you that. I want to show you that from uh, Psalms, uh, let me get that up here, 84, right? And it starts out. Here's where the psalmist starts out. Uh, How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my body cry out for the living God. Beautiful, beautiful, absolute beautiful language. I mean, I love the psalms anyways. Like everyone, every single one of them. But I believe this is one of the best psalms that talks about the presence of the Lord, all right? I, I believe that with, with all my heart, right? How lovely is the dwelling place of the Lord? You know, see, in today's society, and within the church especially, we can often equate certain things for the presence of the Lord, right? We We, look, we equate. And, and there are things I, I don't have a problem with, so the things I'm going to mention, I don't have a problem with them in and of themselves. The problem I have is when we trade them for the presence of the Lord, when we say, hey, going to a conference, and I have nothing against conferences overall, I don't. But when we say, well, I went to the conference and the presence of the Lord. Right now, the presence of the Lord could very well be at a given conference, right? We can agree on that. But when we equate going to a conference with seeking the presence of the Lord, then it's wrong. Right? We can go to a conference, right? We can, we can feel emotional. But by the way, um, emotional, an emotion, uh, how we feel doesn't equate seeking the presence of the Lord. Emotion is just that. I mean, I can listen to a wonderful song, and it doesn't mean about anything about the presence of the Lord was there. Right? I can watch a movie that moves me right? It stirs me up, but it has nothing to do with the presence of the Lord. I'm just watching a movie at the end of the day, right? Even going to church is not the same always as seeking the presence of the Lord, right? People go to church all the time, right? The, the pews today are are filled with unbelievers, right? Then we have the, the hyper cessationist crowd. Do you think the presence of the Lord is there at all? No, I, I, I would say it's not. You know, when I say hyper cessationist, by the way, I'm in other words, these people that believe you need scripture only. The Lord doesn't speak in any way, shape, or form today. You know, it's only scripture, scripture. That's it. You know, that that's what I'm talking about, by the way. Do you think the presence of the Lord is there? Do you think the, um, the presence of the Lord is there when people are being nasty and attacking fellow Christians? Absolutely not. I don't think so. What about when conferences like um, John MacArthur's Strange Fire Conference, right? It was a conference under the cloak of a Christian conference, but. It just had nothing to do but attacking Christians. Do you think the presence of the Lord was there? Absolutely not. You know, there's people, like I said, that go to church all the time that aren't believers at all. They're not Christian at all. Going to church doesn't make you Christian. So obviously, I don't believe in going to church is wrong. I mean, it's a biblical mandate for every believer, but it's not always the same as seeking the presence of the Lord. Because you want to know where, where this starts out. Right. Notice this psalm is a personal one, right? Personal. My soul. It doesn't say our soul. It doesn't say their soul. It says my soul longs. It's personal. Seeking the presence of the Lord doesn't start out, doesn't start in the public. Seeking the presence of the Lord starts in our own private lives. That's where it starts, I believe, because whatever we do in private, right, will equal what we do in public both times, unless we're trying to put on a face, right? We, we need to diligently seek the Lord in our private time. We need to have a dedicated time every day to seek his presence. We need to long for it. Right, whenever that is, right. I understand not everybody's day is the same, and not, not everybody's schedule is the same. I got it. So I'm not talking like, oh, you have to do it at this time. And what I'm talking about is doing it, right? It, right. Look, it, it should be so much so that we long for it, right? Now, I, I, and this is not bragging on I me, mean, but but when I wake up in the morning, I'll give you an example. When I wake up in the morning, right? I I actually don't like going have to make coffee, brush my teeth the whole nine yards, right? I don't like doing any of that. I just want to get as quickly as possible into prayer time. I just want to do it as quick as possible because why? I'm longing for the presence of the Lord. I'm longing to get in to that one-on-one presence. See, like I said, you have the omnipresence of the Lord, but what about that one-on-one time, right? Like, my kids are in my presence most of the day, right? When I'm home, my kids are in my presence. But that doesn't mean we have that one-on-one time That personal time all the time With one another Same thing with God, right? We have to diligently seek Him When's the last time Just asking Just putting the question out there When's the last time that you diligently sought, that you hungered That you that you thirsted Or your soul just longed To be in the presence of the Lord maybe, maybe you've lost that And you're like, how do I get it back? You know how you get it back? start doing it right maybe something drove you away maybe it was life maybe maybe it was a very difficult circumstance maybe it was just compromise maybe one you know one day you couldn't do it and because you couldn't do it on that one day but that one day turned into the next day which turned into the next day and it followed on and because of that because you compromised He he slipped away. Well, it's a very simple. Get back to doing it. That's it. Simply get back to doing it. Right? Nothing to it, but to do it. Right? Exactly. Richard says here, and that's how we build relationships. Exactly. One-on-one time. Right? I love this. Let's continue on in the Psalm, in verse 3. Yes, the sparrow has found a home, and and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young, even at your altars. O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house that continually praise you, right? That continually, this is a continual thing. I would say in our modern vernacular, it's a lifestyle, right? This is a lifestyle to continually praise God. Let me tell you what, getting into his presence, praising him is not dependent on our life situations. We should praise him at all times. Simply because he is God, right? Simply because we're Christians, right? That he rescued us out of our depredation, our depravity. We were to pray, we were against God at one point in time in our lives, and God rescued us. That's enough right there to praise the Lord. If you can't think of anything else to praise him for, even though I'm sure there's plenty of other things, right there alone should give you enough reason to praise the Lord as much as possible. I know it gives me more than enough reason. Just the fact that I'm alive today, drawing breath every day I wake up is a gift, from, a gift from God and gives me enough reason to praise Him. I have come way too close to dying way too many times not to be thankful for that. Just to be thankful that every day, each new day, God's mercies are new, afresh every day. Now he doesn't, they don't run out. Right? It's not like, well, he gave you a chance yesterday. Today he's not going to give you a chance. No, his mercies are renewed every single day. New, fresh, every day. Right? There's no such thing as Monday morning for God, if you will. Right? Oh, here comes Monday again. I don't know. No. He's the same all the time. Amen. He's the same all the time. Amen. Blessed is the man this is verse 5 blessed is a man whose strength is in you and whose heart are the passives to Zion as they pass through the valley of Baca they make it they make it a spring. the early rain also covers it with pools they go from strength to strength. every one of them appears in Zion before God look at that you want to know you want a source of strength not your own you want to be able to depend on God Th- this is this is right here. This, this is right here. You know, some people might say this is the secret, but it's no secret. It's written there right in scripture for you and for me. Amen. It's right there. There's no, it's a, it's no secret. It's no mystery. Right. Blessed is a man whose strength is in who? In you, right? In, in the Lord. Where is our strength found? Do we want to just barely survive and barely get by from day to day? Right. Snapping at people, being grumpy, being depressed sulking whatever it may be no i wouldn't want that for any person it's being in his presence it is is learning more and more every day how to depend on the lord and we could all admit we can do that better every single person that is alive on this earth right now i don't care if they're nine years old i don't care if they're 90 years old everybody every single one of us that's just me we can all learn to depend on God more. We can all learn how to more and more make him our source of strength. Because we can all, man, we can get, up. oh, it's so easy to get away from doing this, right? Especially when we think we've got things figured out, right? I got this figured out. I know how to do that, right? Kind of like a lot of guys get, right? Oh, they, they put enough furniture together by now or whatever else together and all of a sudden now nah, i got this now i don't need i don't need the instructions any longer right and eventually of course you know that doesn't usually turn out well it usually turns into more frustration and then, right but we could do that in in so many areas right how about preaching right well i've been preaching the word for however long and i've been doing great up to now i got this and then they stop depending on the lord it's easy right Too easy, I would say, for all of us. But better to depend on the Lord rather than get filled with pride. But rather for him to be our source of strength than try to boast in our own strength, right? Better to boast in that his strength is made perfect in our weakness rather than fall and stumble because we try to to rely, rely on our own very finite strength, right? I mean, I think that's how people end up falling into sin in the first place. You know, great men of God, how did they fall into this sin? I don't get it. They stopped relying on the Lord. Oh, I got this, right? Oh, I don't have to guard my eyes anymore. I don't have to guard my heart anymore. I don't have to set up these fail-safes so I don't fall into lust and temptation. I've got this. And as soon as we get that attitude... It opens up a door and paints a huge target for the enemy to come after us. Better just to dwell, amen, in the presence of the Lord, to to be, um, just to be those who people true people of God is so much better, isn't it? L- listen to this. For for oh 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 uh, sorry, verse eight. Oh Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer, and give my and give ear, O God of Jacob. Shalah. Behold, O God our shield, and look upon the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. Let me pause right there. Now I actually looked this up today and I found out something I didn't know. Never knew this before. What is a doorkeeper? Right? Because I think, at least for me, anyways, in our modern mindset of reading this we think a doorkeeper is nothing at all right now actually if you don't know this a doorkeeper was one of the most important positions somebody could hold right in relation to the temple of the lord because the doorkeeper made sure that that nothing and no one um that should not enter they made sure it didn't enter they didn't enter right like uh for instance only the high priest could enter into the Holy of Holies, right? And if not, at the very least, the high priest would be killed for not entering or for either if the high priest entered the Holy of Holies unclean or somebody other than the high priest. And then uh, more than that, uh, the whole nation of Israel could get punished for this. So yes, the doorkeeper was an extremely important position for that. And another reason why the doorkeeper was extremely important What's to guard against thievery? Because we know from the Bible description that the temple is filled with all sorts of treasures, right? Gold and silver and, and fine wood and so on and so forth. So the doorkeeper is actually a very important position, right? So I would rather be a doorkeeper. I would rather hold the most important position than to dwell in a tent of wickedness. Now let me make this clear, too. By the way, I want to uplift you, encourage you with this. Wherever the Lord has called you to be is better than you wherever you were at prior to that. Did you catch me on that? I don't think you did. Wherever the Lord calls you to right now is better than where you were before that. If if God calls you right to be the janitor. Of wherever you're at right it's better than wherever you were in your fallen state when you were on your way to hell in fact it's better than any president any king in all of the world it's better it's better let me tell you what and I heard this from Tozer so I'm not gonna take credit for this A.W. Tozer said, if, if the Lord called the president to clean toilets, that president would, would that, that call would be far greater than when he was president. And I probably got that quote not exactly correct. But that's what A.W. Tozer said in a nutshell. And I believe that. I hold to it. I hold to that. And I want to encourage you today. Look, diligently seek after the Lord where he's called you. It's okay. Let me tell you, stop comparing yourself with another person and what they're doing. All right? You don't know anything about that person, most likely. Right? You don't know if the Lord specifically called them there or not. Plus, you don't know, even if the Lord did call them, you don't know that the higher up you go, the more pressure, the more persecution, the more warfare, And such that you experience. So don't envy another person. Because the Lord has a place for every single one of us. And it's not necessarily in the spotlight. right? It's not necessarily on the biggest of platforms. And that's okay. As long as we're depending on the Lord always. As long as we're depending on Him. That's what counts. Is He our source or not? That, that's what really counts at the end of the day, right? It's not the number of followers, not the number of whatever. No, you know, it's great to have a, a big platform to reach more people for the kingdom. I got that. But that's not the end all and be all. Is What is the Lord? Are you seeking after the Lord daily? Is that the way you live? Do you have a dedicated prayer time every single day? Like I said, it doesn't matter the time. Right? Obviously, because like if you work night shift, you're not gonna have the same prayer time that I have since I don't work night shift, and that's okay. I, I get that. But what I what I don't get <clears throat> is not having any prayer time every day, some prayer time every day, somewhere, some way, somehow. I get it. I that's what every Christian is called to do. Remember, Jesus didn't say if you pray, Jesus said, when you pray which means praying praying is normative is a lifestyle for every believer and, and we need to do that that's the one place number one place we seek the presence of the lord one place where we dwell in His presence and we seek after him right because it's that it's that dedicated time quiet from air, the hustle and bustle of the world and life where not only do we get to pour out our heart to the Lord, but we also get to quiet and listen and hear from the Lord. Because by the way, listening to the Lord is more important than talking to the Lord. And the other place where is in His Word, right? It, the Word is alive and active. The Bible says. It's alive and active. So if that's true, and it is, then wouldn't that reckon when we spend time in his word, we're spending time in the presence of God. I would absolutely, absolutely say absolutely yes. And there's nothing funky about that. Nothing crazy about that. And spending time in his word is spending time in the presence of the Lord, as long as we're doing it with the right attitude, right? As long as we're believers doing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, when we go to church, not merely going through the motions, my goodness, and we partake in the sacraments and such. That is a wonderful time of presence in God. Not an emotional experience, right? I'm not tying into some form of worship or worship music or whatever. I'm just talking about when we come together as a body, right, in in corporate worship, in in corporate, in in unity together, and the Lord will show up, no doubt, no doubt. It's a wonderful privilege, you know, I I think about it. You know, when we gather together as saints, we're gathering together in unity. We're gathering together with, with various groups of believers, and God is present in all of those things. And so when we gather corporately in a local church body, and I believe we're, we're each corporate body is connecting together in the presence of the Lord when we gather together. I think it's such a wonderful way of connecting together. I think it's a wonderful way of corporately spending time in the presence of God. And when we participate as believers, you know, in the sacraments and, <clears throat> excuse me, it, you know, in the, in the, in the, body and blood you know oh it's wonderful and when you know when we take communion together we're taking communion right with believers from around the world and we're connected we're not connected through the internet right we're connected through what the presence of the lord i believe that i believe that i don't think there's any funky anything funky or crazy about believing that i don't think there's anything hyper charismatic about that i just believe it's biblical and, and we need to get back to this. Let's get back to the basics. Right, let's believe God for who he is in his very written word. <clears throat> when he says he's present with us, he's present with us. Jesus said that himself. He said, lo, I am with you always till the end of the earth, right? He said, Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Imagine that. What a promise. What a promise. What an absolute <clears throat> wonderful promise. Let, let's get back to some biblical-based Christianity, shall we? Can we all agree to do that? Can we all agree to do that? So I'm going to do a short show today. Normally, you know, we go 45 minutes an hour, but I'm going to cut it off here because I feel like that's where the Lord wants me to cut it off, and I'm okay with that. So don't forget tomorrow's question and answer session. If you can't make it, that's okay. Go on to Facebook or go on to Twitter. Post your Bible based questions there <clears throat> under under the post that I so on Twitter, I pinned the post and on Facebook, I pinned the post. So don't go pinning it somewhere weird place that I can't see it, but put it in the place where I'll see it. Now answer the question tomorrow, 3 p.m. By, by, by the way, though, it is only on YouTube. So if you're watching it on Facebook right now, the live Q&A session is only on YouTube. OK, it's only on my YouTube channel. So, you, so you're going to have to watch it there. If you want to watch it live and you want your answer uh, question answered live in the live chat, then they're gonna have to go to you to my YouTube channel. So all right, I see Casey says I got some deep questions, brother. Well, great, then ask them and I will get to them. I don't mind answering deep questions, believe me. I don't shy away from the deep questions, so I, I don't mind. So yeah, be there. So if you can't if you have some deep questions and you can't make it at to the live one, well then by all the way, please, please ask it. my facebook page under the post where i said to ask the questions and i will answer that my best anyway so don't forget and don't forget the upcoming free e-course on biblical mental health don't forget that all right i don't have a date yet when i'm gonna do it but i'm gonna do it so be on the lookout for that all right so with that we're gonna cut it off and i say uh be blessed all I why we're not ashamed of the name of-